This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday? Tuesday, Tuesday today? I don't even know what day it is anymore. You know, yeah, once it's the holidays, it all kinds of kind of bleeds together a little bit. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there. We got some football on tap tonight. Ravens taking on the Cowboys. Could be an interesting one. I want to give a shout-out to all you Steeler fans out there. All you Steeler fans that sent my boy Brett Martineau some hurtful emails, some emotional emails about the game not being on. Well, was it worth it? Was it worth it putting your names out there, putting your AOL addresses out there? For what? The greater good? You guys got beat by the Washington Redskins. How embarrassing for you guys. Now, let's be honest. I think overall, I'm, I'm sorry, the football team. Thank you, Coos. Yeah, we, we, we don't say that word anymore. Welcome to 2020. Sorry, man. It gets. Oh, welcome to the show, by the way. Brent, thanks for stopping by. But anyways, what I wanted to say was, listen. Since it's getting colder weather now. We hear this all the time. When it's cold, you know, you start running the ball a little more. I don't care if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't care if you're the Los Angeles Rams. I don't care if you're the Green Bay Packers. If you have over 50 passing attempts per game, you're not going to win. And it's as simple as that. Last night, Ben Roethlisberger, 33 for 53. Now, I get it. He had two touchdowns, QB rating of 87.3. Not too shabby. But at the end of the day, I don't care if you have one of the best wide receiver trios in the league. You're not going to win the, the ball game passing that much. Simple. Unless you have Patrick Mahomes. Unless you have a wide receiver who has a tendency to chalk up some deuces when he scores a touchdown. Unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't let me see you pass for 50 times a game because you're not going to win. Well, it feels like Russell Wilson, Seattle can do it too. But, yeah, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, they've just been okay on offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, they've got a lot of stars on offense, but they've just been okay on offense. Connor's been in and out, you know, all year. I think they have too many running backs. I don't think they know what to do sometimes, you know. With, obviously, McLeod had to play a little bit more, but Snell, uh, he had that big game, and then Connor hasn't been healthy. Like, I don't know what they know what they want to do sometimes offensively. But listen, they're still very good. I wasn't I, – I think I said yesterday on the show, don't be surprised. Like, I wasn't shocked by that. Yeah. I mean, Washington's played tough. You know what I mean? Look at Denver almost went into Kansas City, beat Kansas City. Giants go into Seattle, beats – I mean, Jags almost beat Minnesota. Mm-hmm. The Jets almost beat the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, it's just that's what happens in the NFL. So, uh, and by the way, another for you SEC flag wavers out there, like Tennessee had no chance to beat Florida. <laughs> like that's how hard the SEC has been in 2020. All SEC games, they had no chance. Kyle Trask could have thrown two picks, and they still would have won that game. But that's what's different between the NFL and and uh, college football. So you think that if Russell Wilson throws it 50 times again, they're going to win? I think they were doing that. Already at, at times this year. Uh, his highest, I mean, he had the highest game was 41 attempts. I'm, I'm sorry, no, his highest game was 50 attempts. So here's the thing. Check this out. Highest game, 50 attempts. Second highest game, 41 attempts. Third highest, uh, I'm sorry. And then the third highest game is, is actually the third, second highest game was 43 attempts. Third highest game was 41 attempts. Care to take a guess if they want to lost those games? They lost all of them? Lost all those games. Wow. Uh, how, about, how about Mahomes then? Look up Mahomes when you get a chance. Uh, okay. Um, and, I mean, that might take until 5.15, so we'll be patient with you. But uh, hey. um, we'll see. Uh, I, I get your point. I, I'm not like. So Mahomes hasn't passed over 50 times yet. He's passed uh, 49 times, won that game. Um, 45 times, won that game. 
42 times won that game. 47 times won that game. Man, it's almost like I said, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you can get away with this. And it's almost so. like I said, if you're any any other team in the NFL, you can't get away with this. I know, no, I don't know when to trust you anymore because you told me Baker Mayfield was better than Ben Roethlisberger this year too. So. Well, let's go ahead and uh, not wait till the end of the season to crown that one. But I'm feeling pretty confident right what now. What game did they lose? Who who did they lose to? Who's Kansas that? City. They lost to the Raiders. Uh, yeah, lost to the Raiders, and in that game, let me pull that up. I mean, you're asking a lot of me right now. It's all right, though. It's all right. Uh, he had 43 attempts. All right. Oh, you you left that one off the board. Okay. I mean, <laughs> what do you what do you want me to tell you? It goes 49, 45, 45, 42, 47, oh, 42. Left the 43 off. <laughs> You're, you're asking me to break down like 11 games in the span of a couple seconds. My bad if I missed one. I can't believe he's thrown it for over 40 times that much because they've tried to run the ball, especially yeah. as of late. It feels like they've tried to run the ball a little bit. But, um, uh, yeah, we'll see. I, that was – I'd say it's more about Ron Rivera, isn't it, in mm-hmm. Washington? Mm-hmm. You know, Ron Rivera obviously uh, battling cancer and, and the story that that's become. But, listen, I, I'll, I sat here and told you last year – I'm not interested in getting Ron Rivera. Like, that doesn't do much for me. And, and now listen, he's doing a great job. I, I don't know where he's going to take Washington. My mm-hmm. point back then was if you take away like a big year, which, which you never can take away. I say that about Dave Caldwell and Tom Coughlin and Blake Bortles and the rest. I mean, you can't just take it away. But if you do look at the whole resume, there's a lot of just okay years in there for Ron Rivera at Carolina. Had a couple of real upshoot years, too. But just a lot of mediocrity, you know? I think your argument was that Ron Rivera wins every third season. That, that I think was that's your what argument. it was. Yeah, I think it was. And so, um, but but when he doesn't win, it's not like he's knocking on the door to win, you mm. know? So it's kind of like a very 7-9-ish and nine-ish or 6-10-ish and ten-ish or... And, so who knows? Maybe he takes them to places they haven't been. And maybe he seems like he's the perfect guy to fix that organization, which was in shambles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, there are a couple other organizations that I think owners need to look at and try to find the guy who can fix what's in shambles. This one being one of them, the Detroit Lions being another one of them, you know, and try to echo, which is something we'll talk about today, a little bit of what the Miami Dolphins, who yeah. were a mess for decades, and the Buffalo Bills, basically a mess for decades. They found the right guys. And so Ron Rivera, at least, you know, it's kind of like when Dan Mullen went to Florida. What we said initially is, hey, they just got to win games. Like somebody, Mike Norvell at Florida State, you got to come in. First of all, you got to win games. Mm-hmm. Like there, you can't have two win seasons in college football. You can't have four win seasons around here. There's too many of these double digit loss seasons. So there's there's steps here. One, you got to find the guy that's going to fix that and change that and start knocking on the door of winning and winning more consistently. But then can he take you to the promised land uh, is the eventual question. And that was my concern more with a guy like Rivera. I, I just don't know if he's that guy for me, but he's certainly done a heck of a job. And, and that doesn't mean I'm not wrong. I mean, maybe the Jags should have made a move last year mm-hmm. and should have got in the Ron Rivera sweepstakes. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a big Ron Rivera supporter. Right? And, and I wanted the Jaguars to get him because I felt like at that point when we're having that discussion, it's all about laying the foundation. Like, we're way past the point of, well, are we playoff hopeful? Um, are we just a few pieces away? Are we a few, like, outside the, you know, outside the box thinking decisions away from going on the playoffs? And at that time when we discussed it, I felt like, you know, the Jaguars weren't. So to me, Ron Rivera would have been the ultimate signing because that's the guy that you bring in to clean everything up. That's the guy that you bring in to build the base and grow from there. Now, I think in his later years, and one thing that you can maybe say about Ron Rivera 
is the fact that he is super old school and that he doesn't really necessarily, uh, you know, adapt to what's going on around him. But then we see in Carolina his last year, or I think his, his previous two years, he goes to a 3-4 defense. Now, they didn't have success, and it was kind of a failure because they didn't have the personnel, but that was an example of a guy who's always done things a certain way, who, you know, who's always played kind of things in a certain way, talking about those 85 Bears, and he's had that philosophy, but he was a bill- but he had the ability to adapt. So that was intriguing to me his last couple years in Carolina. Now, once again, he had Cam Newton, didn't have success, but I think the job that he's been able to do with Washington on a roster, let's be honest, that we don't really know about um, says a lot about the culture building uh, power, if you will, of Ron Rivera. Yeah, I think, listen, he's done an unbelievable job. I mean, they're still battling. I mean, he's, he basically, he made a tough decision, too. He didn't stick with Dwayne Haskins, mm. you know. He said, hey, we're getting out of this right now. Like, we're not playing to this coaching staff and, and this front office and everybody else. Hey, we've got to play Traven, Taven Bryan. we got to play Taven Bryan. we got to play Taven Bryan until it's like 10 games into the season or eight games into the season. And then they're like, well, no, we don't. Or got to play Chris Conley. Got to be Chris Conley. No, we could play Colin Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, so he made the move early to, to go away from Dwayne Haskins. And first went with Kyle Allen and now Alex Smith's doing a nice job. And obviously, is I mean, there's so many feel-good stories about Washington. You talk about a 180. I mean, somebody in, in D.C., do the year of 2020 for the Washington football team. Yeah. From sexual harassment and front page articles about the organization and Daniel Snyder to this feel good story of they're fighting their butt off. They're winning some games. They're in the middle of the NFC East. Alex Smith and Ron Rivera. I mean, what a turn. Yeah. In the fall for, for the Washington football team. And maybe that's the turn they needed because they were just in the doldrums for mm-hmm. a long time. Now, let's be honest. You know, they're playing in the NFC East. And, yes, the Giants get a little more street cred for beating the Seahawks. And, obviously, Washington gets the street cred now for beating the Steelers. So, they are making a move. But they're still five and seven apiece. Right? So, yeah, so, yeah. So, so, let's go ahead and, you know, pump the brakes in terms of, well, you know, these guys have turned everything around. They still have losing records. Now, they have done a good job so far. Don't get me wrong. But they still have losing records. What I enjoy about watching the Washington football team, and keep in mind I haven't watched a lot of it, but I watched that Steelers game towards the second half here when we left work. At least you could. Uh, at least I could, right? Well, there's there's always ways, Brent. I, I could have sent you that link if you needed it. But what I enjoy watching about Washington is the identity. I mean, like, that's that they have Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera written all over that team. Right. In terms of, you know, trying to pound the rock when you can using the tight end, obviously playing great defense, blitzing all that stuff like that had their M.O. That game right there had their M.O. written all over it. And that's what you want out of a first year coach and a first year regime where it's like, hey, we may not be having a winning record right now, but you see who we are. You see what we bring to the table. You you don't want to get lost in the doldrums like you put it, where it's like you have a new regime come in and it's like, who the heck are these guys? Like, what is the goal here? Washington has made their goal um, clear, I feel like, since day one. I wasn't sure Washington would win two football games, quite honestly. Uh, and and they, are they that much better than the Jags, talent-wise? And I understand they're playing in the East, but they just beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you can tell me all you want about the East, but the East just beat the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Seattle Seahawks in the same weekend. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Cowboys have a chance tonight to beat the Ravens. So, uh, whatever that's, for whatever it's worth, Ron Rivera in the Washington has played three quarterbacks this year. Yeah. And I don't think there's that much of a talent difference between Washington and the Jags. Now, defensively, they've got some studs up front. And that's where it's at. Yeah. That's exactly where it's at. I mean, honestly, 
if you want to break down the skill positions, I might take the Jaguars over the Washington football team. I might. I mean, listen, I get Terry McLaren's a beast. Antonio Gibson's pretty solid as well. Logan Thomas really coming on now. But I'm not, like, that ready to say that the Washington team's not better than the Jaguars' skill position team. Now, obviously, the quarterback, you take Alex Smith all day over what the Jaguars have right now. Um, and the offensive line, I think, is comparable. But the difference is the defense. You know, the the difference especially is one in the trenches. And that, that Washington defensive line, I'll keep in mind, um, they struggled a little bit last night in terms of getting a Ben Roethlisberger. Wow, some yeah, but, yeah. but who isn't, you know? He hasn't taken a sack in forever, which I know, is surprising. It's insane. it's insane, especially for a team that doesn't run the ball. Well, especially they for a guy that runs the ball. The, the ball, but I know. he does. And they don't run it. But you know what? They did just enough to win the game. They bent, but they didn't uh, break, if you will. And that's the Jack Del Rio motto. Simple as that. Yeah. So, okay. So let's answer the question. Do you still believe that Jack should have made a move and Ron Rivera, they would be better off if Ron Rivera was here right now? Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've been adamant about that and my thoughts haven't changed. I get it. Washington's four and seven right now, but I don't care. Like, listen, they lost their starting quarterback, lost the backup quarterback, and now we're on their third string quarterback. Now that third string quarterback is Alex Smith. He's not like most third-string quarterbacks out there. I think in terms of third-string quarterbacks, Alex Smith's probably the best one. Yeah, right? yeah true, but, I mean, third-string yeah. quarterback who hadn't played in years and has, like, no ankle. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> I mean, or foot or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know? But but I think that with what Rivera's been able to do to have the focus back on football, like, that's what we're talking about right now with Washington. Yeah, We're not talking about their team name. We're not talking about what happened with their owner and all that stuff. Right now, the focus is on football because they are in first place in the division. And I, I would have loved to see that happen in Jacksonville. I would have loved to see a team that had so many bad optics. That was the laughing stock, literally, of the NFL media. I would have loved to see a guy like Ron Rivera come in here, clean things up, have his own brand of football, and push things into a new, like a, a new era, if you will. Yeah, but I, you know the Antonio Gibson story. Who didn't? He really didn't do that much yesterday. But I mean, he was hurt. Uh, yeah. yeah, Gibson yeah. is just like James Robinson, mm-hmm. and that. So they both got something unexpected yeah. from the running back position. Um, it's interesting. How, how about this part of it? So if Ron Rivera, let's just say they made a move last year. Ron Rivera comes in here as the coach. Again, I wouldn't have been, like, cheerleading that, but I could see why somebody would do it, you know. I just don't know if I get super excited about it. But anyway, would Jack Del Rio have been the defensive coordinator? Ah, man, that's a great question. Would he, would he come back to Jacksonville? That's a great question. Um, I mean, he has roots here, you know. Now, obviously, you're taking... Uh, you know, like a job decrease from going from the head coach to the defensive coordinator. But I bet Ron Rivera could have coaxed Jack Del Rio to come here. Think so? Uh, I mean, why not? Jack Del Rio's got roots here. Why Why wouldn't he come back as a defensive coordinator? Yeah, he's got roots here. He's got scars here, too. Well, yeah. uh, you know, and, and um, I, I guess the, the thing that would lead me to say maybe he would is different ownership. True. So maybe that would do it. But, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think everybody's got an yeah. ego, man. That's a tough well, thing. Well, that's the thing. Everyone's got an ego, but the, he also has an ego to say, you know what? They they, they kind of canned me, um, and I want to come back and show them they were wrong. Like I want to come back and say, hey, look at how much success we're having right now because of my defense. Like To me, that's kind of like the ultimate you know, in your face. It's like the ultimate humble brag where if you do have success right away in Jacksonville, like that fuels the ego more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um... You know why it leads me to a little bit in a roundabout way. Like, do you think Robert Sala will have any reservations at all about coming back to Jacksonville? 
he was here with Gus Bradley in a totally different role. Mm-hmm. So this would be more of a promotional role. So, But he's yeah. going to be a hot commodity. So my point being, like, Detroit is going to want him. Okay? The yeah. politicians already want him in Detroit. Yeah. The the Say the Jags do want him. Let's just take those two. Uh, yeah, let's take those two. This is a better gig. Mm-hmm. That's a hometown gig. So I understand you wrestle with that. But do you think any reservation on Salah's part will be like, well, I already was here. It didn't work out. I don't know if I want to go back there. Not when you're talking about a head coaching gig. You but know, again, that, he's got another one. It's not his only no, one. No, no, no. I understand that. I mean, obviously, it's going to be, um, I think, what fit he feels like is the best for him. Obviously, yeah, that's, yeah. that's with any job, yeah. um, regardless of the NFL or not. But I feel like if he truly thinks that, you know what, we have a lot of draft picks coming up. We have a lot of young talent. Um, I like what we have on the edges. I can mold something into that. Then so be it. You know, it, it's it's kind of ironic though. And then I think you know I think Salah would, would be a, a a pretty great sign. I wouldn't go above and beyond to celebrate that one. I think um, I think there's better candidates out there for what Jacksonville needs. But it's interesting that we're talking about Ron Rivera and Salah right now, right? Because these are two defensive oriented guys, mm-hmm. right? And these are two guys that, well, let's be honest, Robert Sala is going to be brought in to change a culture. Yes. Like you get that vibe from yeah. me. That's why I'm if a little you surprised watch, you don't like that. No, exactly. But here's, cause you saw it last night. I mean, the guy, did you see him running stairs that they yeah. had? Yeah. Like he's running stadium stairs before the game. The guy's a psychopath. Yeah. And I, I like that about him. Just do no, that. listen, I'm, I'm not, I'm not hating that. I love it, man. We, that's what you need to do. Don't I appreciate that. Don't put that on the that. resume of checkbox. He runs the stairs oh, before the game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad he hired him. But it's, it's so ironic though that we're talking about two defensive and two well defensive known guys for the culture build. Right, because when Kingsbury came into Arizona, were they talking about the culture rebuild there? No, really. were they talking about like high-paced offense? Yep. You know, it's going to be different outside the box. I think that when Sean McVay got hired in L.A., it was never about changing the culture per se. No, although I think it he was is about, a bit of a culture guy. But. Maybe, yeah, but I just think that depending what you need. Do you need do you have the team in place and you need to hit that next step or are you starting from ground zero day 1 and you need a complete rebrand a complete paradigm shift If that's the answer I think you go more defensive guys than you do offensive guys And I I see that like I if you tell me culture builder guy that's out there because I don't know others if you take away the college game the dabbles of the world know that because I've seen him do it in college Oh yeah yeah but yeah If you take if you tell, tell me what's out there like I do think Salah would be very good in that Mm-hmm. I think Salah, uh, the defensive coach, does come to mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and then if you go that route, like I'm not opposed to that route. I'm just saying, if you are doing that route, then you need to bring in somebody dang good on the offensive right. end. Like, look what Carolina did, right? Matt Rule, they brought yeah. in Joe Brady. You know, and I mean, who knows if Brady's going to be great? But I'm just saying, they that list went out and got one of the best guys available on that on that offensive side. But be honest, if they bring in a defensive guy as a head coach. Are you really that amped up about it? Because no. that's not sexy, right? And all of a sudden, like, you have some inklings of a, of, of a Jaguars offense that could be something, and then you want to see that through, right? Like, I think the last thing you care about right now, if you're a Jaguars fan, is, well, let's bring a guy in for the defense and for the brand. No, like, 
this is the NFL. It's about scoring points. It's about the quarterback. And I think especially such a uh, monumental year in terms of what quarterback are you going to draft, like that's big from the other side. Yeah, and it could, it's true. Like I have no problem if they go that route. Mm-hmm. I, I also just don't care who they get. I don't care if he wins the press conference. I don't care if he's boring as whatever. I don't care if he never wants to talk to anybody yeah. as long as he wins. I'm to the point where now I don't care what it looks like, sounds like, yeah. whatever. Just win. As long as he wins and as long as that we know so we have connections. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about that either. Oh, I do, Brent. You got to have the behind-the-scenes stuff, man. Uh, Orc 0909, because I can't really make out exactly. I'm, I'm going to mess up the, the Twitter handle. He says, listen, I like Ron Rivera. I think he's an okay football coach, but I'm not crying over not getting him. I actually think Marone is in a similar vein to him, just with poor decision-making with hiring, which could partially be from Coughlin front. But... Let's not forget that Washington's 5-7 and seven in the worst division in the NFL. This record isn't radically different than what they've done in the past under Gruden. They've had a team I've considered talented that has been devastated by QB Wills. He hasn't been coach of the year. Yeah. Well, they're winning the division. And when's the last time besides 2017 the Jaguars could say that? Uh, what's 2017? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, it like it was 1980. I said the you last believe time. they beat Pittsburgh for the first time since 1991? That Ooh. is unbelievable. Yeah. That's a that's a long time ago now. Yeah. Nineteen ninety one wasn't yesterday. Hey. I was born that year. It's Washington, man. Will Gardner Minshew ever play again for the Jags? Mm, that's a good question. Gardner's kind of pissed. Yeah. Let's talk about it next on ESPN six ninety. I am too. <laughs> Austin Lane. I want you to put yourself in Leonard Fournette's shoes. Probably a little bigger shoes than you're rocking right now. Well, Shocker, you're wearing sandals and that's all good though. Brent Martino. Well you, you are you too. They're just like <laughs> I mean, they're just like, look like I might as well be. I might as well be. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I got a little piss and vinegar in me. You ever hear you coach say that? Oh, yeah, all the time. Can you say that on there? Just did. Do you, man? Do you? I wouldn't say it, but hey, I ain't running the show. I just happened to be on board. And Kuz didn't hit the button. No, while Kuz wasn't listening, he's on the phone. He's on the phone. Kuz, I'm not going to repeat it. (laughs) What button? No, Brett Brett might have said something questionable. It's it's all right. We're we're good. We're good. Too late now. Past eight seconds. Now he's going to worry about the rest of the show. It was not questionable. Say it again, then. (laughs) Piss and vinegar. He said it. Can you say that? I don't know. (laughs) Would you say that? Would I say that? I'm there. Yep, see? Me, me neither. Me neither. Yep. You were in Skechers today? Suspended. Yeah, see? You were in Skechers? <sighs> Feeling extra froggy. That's what it is, man. Well, I might not be as mad as Gardner Minshew. Irate, I think, would be the proper term I, for I him. I actually probably am as mad as Gardner Minshew. I don't think you... I mean... <laughs> You can get into the story while you're mad if you want. I mean, Kuz just think... listen while you went out. I mean, Kuz, yeah. Kuz can attest that I was probably... No, I hear you. You're not I, in a good I, mood today. Yeah, and that's fine, and, and and we'll be okay. But, like, I think with Gardner Minshew, he's losing his livelihood, right? Like, this guy lives for football. Now, if you want to get into why you're mad, we can get into it. But to be fair, I don't think it's um, as important or it's as much as your li- – now, it is your livelihood, but it's not to the point, like, where you're losing out on your livelihood. Your, your livelihood just got changed a little bit. Yeah, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean – I guess. I mean, he's not losing out on his livelihood. He's still getting a check. You think he cares about it? Yeah, I understand that. But I'm just saying. Well, your check is your livelihood. 
Well, I think playing football is also his livelihood. I think like being the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars and leading a team, I think that means a lot to him. Yeah. That's no, I don't I don't discount that. Yeah. Uh listen, hashtag free Minshew right here. Sure, you're on board. Not really happy at some of whatever event Minshew's doing Dude, and, I mean, and PR people. See, do you want to get on it? Let's go. Let's rant. Let's freestyle right now. Put it on the airwaves. Let them know. Get the freshman PR team <laughs> running an event for Minshew tonight. Uh, I'll leave hey, it at that. Hey, you know what you're doing right now? What? You're, you're doing Yannick Ngakwe cryptic tweeting is what you're doing right now. Burning yeah. bridges. Like, Except all you're doing is putting on the airwaves and no one knows what the heck you're talking about right now. Nah, I'm not burning bridges because these going. guys that did this event, I don't, they, I'll never talk. I already talked to the, like, the real people around it. They didn't have anything to do with this. Okay. So, right. anyway. You're good, man. <laughs> so, anyway. how are you? Gardner Minshew is mad. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of people mad today. And Big mad, as the kids say. The... The Minshew stuff, um, check it out uh, in the Times Union. <clears throat> I must have got a phone call. Uh, John Reed wrote. Uh, check it out with ESPN.com. Mike DeRocco. That's good. Um, okay, let's throw it out there. Brent's upset because we couldn't have Minshew on the show because the PR people that are running his whole shindig didn't reach out to us. They and didn't. there's a little bit of an ego involved, as there should be. I don't know what the ratings look like, but I think we're doing pretty good. Had over 2 million views in what, last month or whatever like that? That's for a year. For a year. So we're doing good. Yeah. But you're upset because we didn't get any kind of notification saying we have Minshew on the show. Yeah, and they want us to pump up this event. They yeah. send us the release after the fact and want us for promoting which is an for event a good that cause. he's doing, which is a good cause. Yes. But you want me to pump up an event, but you don't reach out when you're offering it to other people. Yes. That's wrong. Get him, No, I, I'm not, it's I'm not, not like, disagreeing. Like I, and by the way, I just want to let you know I attacked this the right way. Like I said, hey, what did I miss? Mm-hmm. I must have missed an email mm-hmm. or did something. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. That's not the way it happened. They, they just kind of handpicked or, or just hit Google real quick, and the first couple of things that came up said, okay, we'll reach out to yeah. a couple people. Yeah, I hear so, you. So, yeah, it's got me. No, I mean, listen. I work at a TV station, by the way, the yeah. official station of the Jaguars on TV, CBS 47 Preach. and Fox 30. Preach and everywhere. ESPN. That's, so we that's have three, three stations in this town. Three that we could help promote a good event going up. Three tonight. stations. No, listen, and by the way, Gardner Mitchell's kind of a big story. Around here. That's what I heard. Right now. That's what I and heard. And by the way, I've kind of been in Gardner's camp. Yeah. Like, I bought headbands. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. You went to his house. I mean. Yeah, you went to his house. Hashtag free men shoes a thing. <laughs> he went to Mississippi to go, you know, see where he grew up. And this freshman PR team that put yeah. this thing together. Yeah. I want to, you know what I want to do so bad? I want Brent, go to earmuff it real quick. Cause I, I want to get a Twitch account and just randomly have Gardner Minshew like on like a Twitch kind of thing. Me, you, and him just talking about video games. Just a bunch of like nonsense, nothing football related. And I just want to do that to see Brent Martino's reaction. That, yeah, if I if we ended up having him like on a podcast, yeah. how... <laughs> and we're just talking about the most random like non-football stuff ever, and then at the end we get Brent a little shout out. I want to see the reaction. I get. I mean, listen. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm start some. Mike Lennon in a big time. <laughs> I'm glad they're starting Mike Lennon. Oh, Brett, I'm come happy on. about it. You, you don't mean that. I think he gives you, you the best that. chance to win. You don't mean, oh, I think Doug, Doug Marone's no, right. No, now you sound like that. Yeah, I mean, Brett. 
I think it was, ta- I think oh, it was no. somebody else's fault that no. they threw a couple of Corporate picks. show, Brent Martino, I don't like this. Like, listen. Offensive line should have blocked better. There should have been pride, a safety. Brent, what are you doing to the brand right now? We took pride in going against the grain. We take pride in telling it like it is. And we told it like it was when it says, you know what? Gardner Minshew, not starting. Um... It gives you the chance to lose. Simple as that. And now you want to wishy-wash? And now you want to flip-flop and go with the status quo? That's not who we are, Brent Martineau. Uh, listen, listen. I, I would feel differently. It's not like we got out-hustled here. We got out-contacted here. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Sure. All right. Anyway, let's go uh, with my fine friends of John Reed and Mike DiRocco about... At least they were able to get can we, Gardner Minshew. So can we get a, Can we start selling a shirt that just says "out contact"? I like that hashtag "out contact." Go ahead and turn about that real quick. That's unbelievable. Um, all right, so here's the deal. Minshew's mad, like me. Yes, yes, you both are upset right now. Were you a little surprised actually that he came out and and said it to the degree that he did? That he basically begged to play. Yeah. Is what's in those articles? He begged to play um, before the Cleveland game, and and Marone said no. Yeah, I am a little surprised that, and listen, once again, he's, he's pumping the whole foundation thing, which is great, but I am surprised that he did come out and talk about kind of the behind-the-scenes thing a little bit, and I don't want to call it airing out your dirty laundry, per se, but you kind of did give us a glimpse of what was transpiring in that locker room, and it didn't look good, because essentially what you're doing is you're begging for your job, and Doug Marone said, no, you're not starting. Yeah. So, like, that conversation right there paints a giant picture of what's transpiring right now, and let's be honest, it's not good. Here's the quote from the Florida Times Union. It's not their fault that they reached out to him. I basically <laughs> begged him to play me that Cleveland week, Minshew said. Uh, I'm just a competitor wanting to be out there and help the guys. It hurts, man. So that was uh, one of the quotes. He said, I'm going freaking crazy over here. Whether I'm on the sideline or whatever, I just want the freaking Jaguars to win the game. I just want to try and help in any way I can. He did, by the way, if you listen to all of it if you um, and read all of it, I mean, then you will see that he, listen, he's still being a team guy. It's in, the headlines will come across like, oh, boy, Minshew, uh, but still being a team guy. Um, and, and then about the injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, in hindsight, if I would have known it was hurt like that, I would have said something. I thought it was just kind of a bruise that was slowly getting better. Obviously, there was no intention of hiding anything. Uh, and so, you know, we got to kind of read into some of these things. But remember, it was what we believe is agent mm-hmm. or one of them or somebody there came out and said, hey, he's been hurt for weeks, which I don't think that did him a service at all like he they leaked that to adam schefter if you go back after the chargers game they would have been way better off just saying hey man i've really banged you know i was sore a little bit but i really you know aggravated the injury or or whatever didn't even have to say it uh, because nobody else knew mm-hmm. <laughs> about the injury which still is a little bit mind-boggling the way he was throwing the football and the way things were going and the like how bad was it before the chargers game bottom line is he aggravates the injury against the Chargers, doesn't play well. They learn about it. They figure it out. He tells them all this stuff. And and since then, he obviously had to miss some time. Mm-hmm. But now it's to the – I mean, he's legitimately in the doghouse, I mean, in, in no, my opinion. Listen, there yeah. are some people, by the way. You have to give I, – I say doghouse because I don't believe there's a – I don't believe they're correct in saying that Glennon gives you a chance to win. I, I, I think I can back it up that Glennon doesn't give you the best chance to win. But there are Welcome some people back, in Brent. the building – being back here. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to trumpet that. I mean, yeah. I, I can. We'll see. If Mike Glennon's on the show tomorrow, then there's a reason for that. <laughs> He's going to Mike Glennon's hometown. But, uh, Where's that dude from? But, you know, there are people that legitimately in the building or around the Jags that think Glennon gives them a better chance to win. 
Yeah. And I think they're out of their minds. And, and I just don't how they see how they see that. Yeah. Like, am I missing something? Does Glennon give them a chance? Why, why are you asking me, man? You know the answer. No, absolutely not. He doesn't give. He doesn't do anything better, as far as I'm concerned. He's taller. He's taller. He's taller. Well, he stays in the pocket. The criticism against Minshew is that he leaves the pocket. You don't know what to expect. Yeah. You know, he doesn't let things develop, and he just gets out of there. Yeah. And they can't keep him in there, and he just hasn't grown in that aspect. Like, yeah. that's the criticism of him. And by the way, I don't know if it's a wrong criticism. Like, that might be true. Mm-hmm. But I saw Gardner Minshew win games at the end of games and make plays no matter how he was playing in his first year and change in the NFL that I haven't, quite frankly, seen Mike Glennon make in his entire career. Listen, we broke this down before. The writing's on the wall. Gardner Minshew has violated Doug Marone's trust. And that's like the cardinal rule that you don't break in the NFL. Because as soon as a head coach loses trust in you, whether it's you not memorizing the playbook, whether it's you getting in trouble, whatever the reason may be, once a, especially a head coach loses trust in you, that's it. Game over. You're on the bench. Well, usually you get cut. They're not going to cut Gardner Minshew right now. Like, if they were to cut Gardner Minshew, I think Shad Khan would step in and say, yeah, that's not going to happen today. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they can't cut Gardner Minshew. So they have to do the next best thing for them and their ego and their pride. And they put him on the bench and they play, in my opinion, a quarterback who is not as good and a quarterback who doesn't give you the better chance of winning in Mike Glennon. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So uh, that's, I mean, really, you can just tell the tone. Minshew's frustrated. You know, and and as he should be, he wants to play. And I got to believe, and he thinks he gives them a better chance to win. And they want to win and all that stuff. But uh, he's not getting in there. Does Minshew play again this season? I I have It's a great question. I have a hard time believing that they go back to Minshew unless the Glennon experiment is so bad where it's like you have no other choice. You know, I think that if Glennon goes out against Tennessee, loses the game, maybe throws one to two touchdowns, has two turnovers, and we leave leave that game thinking, man, Minshew could have won that game. I don't think the status quo changes. But now I think if Glennon goes out there and has four interceptions and, and a fumble, I mean, it's to the point where it's like, listen, I don't you, know, man. You, you got to stop <laughs> lying to us, and you got to tell us what's really going on here. But you got to stop lying to your team. Well, in that sense, because so, he, did have, tell you he this, did have though. two picks, a fumble, and a safety. Yeah. And that, I'm not saying ever the safety. I don't know. Was that on him? Who yeah. knows? But. Well, and, and this is the it's the crappy thing about this year, Brent, is like we're not in the locker room. Or yeah. I've never been in the locker room. I mean, I covered, I talked to Alex Magoo once in the locker room. That was about it's it. It's a great conversation. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Swagoo, where you at, man? Um, anyways, but you're in there. You feel the dynamic. You know the inner workings. And you can kind of get a vibe of how everyone's responding. Well, we don't have that this year. So to sit back here and say, well, the locker room's got to be ticked because Gardner Minshew's not playing. I mean, from my experience, yeah, I would be pissed off, let's just say. Like, you're saying we're going to win a game, but you put Mike Glennon in? Now, I'm not sure how much of that locker room, though, um, feels, you know, mistrust by Gardner Minshew. And is still upset with him at the end of the day, too. Right? Because... Would you be? I wouldn't be, because I get it. Like, you're, once again, and maybe you think I'm too aggressive here, but he's fighting for his livelihood. Like, the the guy had a hurt hand. He covered it up. Why? Because he wanted to keep on playing. Like, would you rather have a quarterback do that, or would you rather have your starting quarterback, your field general, go to the trainers and say, my finger hurts. Take me out. (laughs) 
I'm going to be out for two or three weeks. Take me out and put uh, Mike Glennon in. I don't want to play no more. Which, which quarterback would you want to have? I would want to have the guy that you know is ballsy enough to go out there and keep on playing. Uh, Josh says, one game being benched after coming back from injury sends a message. Two games is petty. Marone needs to get over it and let the kids out of the doghouse. Hashtag free Minshew. Yeah, let's get the shirts. Maybe. Um, Antonio says, nah, I don't think that uh, Minshew will play again this season. So I, I, think, I think Marone will be forced to play Minshew again this season. Mm-hmm. And he's – because – you can't keep after every post every game say Glennon gives you the best chance to win, and I just don't think Glennon's going to play great football. I mean, we've seen that. That's his track record. Yeah. Uh, maybe he bounces back, has a better game this week. You know, takes care of the football. But to <laughs> yeah. be honest with you, if he, it's it's really strange to me that he's still. Maybe Gardner won't play again based on the fact that right after the game, after a game where you threw a touchdown that should have been a pick, threw two picks, fumbled the ball, and took a safety. The coach said, oh, yeah, that's my guy next week, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Well, that's what stunned me. It wasn't almost that he even said it. They said it right there. Oh, yeah. Didn't take any time to think about it. Like, we have to review it a little bit, watch the film. No, it was right away. Mike Glennon's the starter. And, and now we're going to, like, uh, well, if he play, he needs more reps in practice. I mean, wait a minute. Yeah. I, does he, though? I mean, how many reps get taken in practice? So I'm going to say, no. <laughs> I mean, we're talking lying, about man. December practice. You're not lying. All I'm going to say is this. Tennessee Titans are coming to town. Baker Mayfield just dropped some seriously fa- some serious fantasy points on the Tennessee Titans. Now, I think they're a lot better than what they showed this past Sunday, but they could be motivated, whatever the case may be. But let's be honest, Brent. This Tennessee Titans secondary, you're not worried about the secondary of the Tennessee Titans. Let's just say that. And yeah. the pass rush of the Tennessee Titans, you're not worried about them either. Yeah, defense so, been just okay. Yeah, so if you're Mike Glennon right now and you go out there, and you have another performance like you had in Minnesota. I mean, what is Doug Marone going to tell us next? I mean, I can't wait. You know, I almost listen. I want the Jaguars to win. I've been very adamant about this, but I almost want to see a loss just so I can see Doug Marone go out there and say, "What are you going to tell us this week, Doug? What are you tell? Oh, you still give us the best chance going." I want to see it. Yeah. I don't think he can say it with a straight face. Doug Marone, bingo, man. Let's go and put some phrases on the card and let's fill it out. Visca, no offense to you. I don't think he can do it. Robert Sixto says, I don't think it's too much of an exaggeration to say Jaguars could be his one and only shot at getting a starting job in the NFL. So I could see some desperation to get that second chance. We'll see. Josh says, yeah, but only because I expect Glenn to get wrecked at some point. Well, obviously, if he goes down, then Minshew would play. Minshew has been uh, the backup. We'll be right back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. First win on Monday night for this franchise since 1999. Just what does that say about the steps that this organization has taken, and how would you characterize this win? <laughs> I haven't given much thought. All wins are good wins, Heather, but uh, I'm happy for for our organization, obviously, and, and, and uh, happy for the fans. I mean, they, I'm sure everyone back in Buffalo stayed up late to watch it, so hopefully the kids got some rest and uh, everyone can get up early tomorrow when they're supposed to get up. You want Sean? That was McDermott, yeah. Yeah, Sean McDermott. Hey, I'm, I'm one for one. That's pretty good. Yeah. I was thinking Josh Allen with them. I don't think Josh Allen has any kids. Nah, yeah. yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. And by the way, did you watch Josh Allen last night? Josh Allen's pretty good. Did you watch my backup quarterback on my fantasy team last night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're a good GM. I'm going to have some Keep tough decisions. Hey, hey, let me, let me there guess. could be some change. Let me guess. Kyle Murray gives you the best chance to win. Who Who's that? Never heard of the guy. Josh <laughs> Allen's coming in now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but, and this is the great thing about this show. Like today, we're doing our quarterback grades, whatever. Yeah. But like, can't you, wait for that. But you understand what's going to happen, right? Like Kyle Murray, 
as far as I'm concerned, no, I have to check the matchups. I have to throw it in the Austin Lane uh, analytical computer to make sure I'm making the right decisions here. But more than likely, Josh Allen could be my fantasy playoff quarterback. And I'm not going to talk about Kyler Murray again. Washing my hands, yeah. Brent. I, Washing cut, my hands. Cutthroat business. Cutthroat business, man. Cutthroat business. What have you done for me lately? Uh, let's get Steven on real quick. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6. <laughs> He's been hanging a while. Sorry, man. What's up? Hey, not too much, guys. How about y'all? Oh, I'm pissed. I'm doing good, and Brent's upset, so. Oh, uh, I know. His promotion scheme is wrong. You got to say, hey, 690 Syndicate has come a-calling for Minshew. <laughs> there All you right? go, Brent. That's how you Thomas promote Thomas Syndicate it. sent you. Hey, by the way, uh, spread the word on the 690 Syndicate to deck the doors campaign yeah, that we man. have on ESPN690.com. That was a good segue right there, Stephen. But uh, a little Ronald McDonald House charities around the holidays put a smile on kids' faces. Just $5 donation. Jump in if you're a part of the 690 Syndicate. We, get, we need to rally here around this holiday season. ESPN690.com. Okay, go on. Uh, I have a question because you were talking about it last week, and you guys mentioned it most of the week because of uh, the GM situation and maybe getting a new staff. I think I had a com- I have a combo, and I wanted to hear your opinion on it. Okay. Uh, for the GM, I was thinking maybe Adam Peters from the 49ers because of what he's done for that defense with the signings and everything he's done. Uh, the uh, head coach, I was thinking Brian, uh, is it Dable or Dabble, Dabble yeah. uh, from the Buffalo Dable. Bills? I think it, uh, either one. That's good for me for right now. Well, when he gets his introductory press conference, we'll ask him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because, I mean, he's done wonders with Josh Allen. He's improving every year. So that would be great for a franchise quarterback. All right, man. Uh, uh, my offensive coordinator, uh, I'm stuck on either maybe give Jay another year or I want to kind of go with Byron Leftwich because he has been a QB. Uh, he likes to ha- he would like to have a quarterback that could sling the ball down the field. All right. And he works with great receivers. And this one's Austin's uh, territory. Uh, Patrick Graham from the Giants. He has done wonders with that defense. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Stephen, for checking in. Those are good uh, suggestions. I'd have to dig a little deeper on Graham and as a defensive court. I mean, gosh, you're really getting down the road now. Yeah, Hiring DCs and OCs. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah. Um, honestly, don't know a lot about the San Francisco guy you were mentioning with the GM. I mean, it felt like a lynch operation, mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dayball thing is interesting because don't you kind of see, like, say they do get Justin Fields. Justin Fields, Josh Allen, do they have similar games at all? You don't think so? I mean, a, a little bit. They're, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just feel like Josh Allen is kind of an outlier in the NFL, and I mean that with all due respect, you know. But like, I, I don't know. He, he he's 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 weird to me. He's uh, he's an enigma, if you will. Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. Who you got? You can get one. You can redraft right, right now? now. Say it one more time. Not sorry, for tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Uh, Allen, Mayfield, Lamar. I'm probably taking Josh Allen. Uh, I think that he's shown the biggest arm talent. Obviously, he has the mobility, not to Lamar Jackson, but he has some mobility to get the job done. I'm taking Josh Allen. Yeah, and he's shown a lot of growth, too. Uh, yeah. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 6 9.